0: Welcome to The Edge, recipe for business success with Paul Duncan. If you want to know the recipe for success in your business, you have come to the right place. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to learn how to grow and market your business in a way that gives you a competitive edge. Inside each episode, Paul shares his secret sauce where you will learn new strategies, insights, and ideas to grow and build a profitable business using the right ingredients and the correct method. So, let's get cooking. Morning, guys, and welcome to this week's uh, group coaching session. Um, Hope you're having a fantastic week so far and uh, things are going your well. So, I just want to recap on the last couple of sessions uh, to give you a little bit of summary with... um, uh, we've gone through market dominating positions. So, hopefully, you positioned yourself in, uh, in your market and in your industry now, which then led on to our second lesson, which was the elevator pitch, uh, getting that uh, compelling multi million dollar message out to a wider audience. Then we moved into the marketing, which was, uh, you know, market your products uh, with proven results. Uh, That was the the third lesson in the series. Then we moved on to persuasive marketing. So um, I had a a lot of comments back uh, with that as a great lesson. It was actually a two-part series because it was a little bit of a a longer uh, sort of content within that, so that was part one and part two with um, how we can um, really put some persuasive language and marketing in our uh, in our campaigns. Then we moved on to a very um, uh, a very hot topic, which was how to write copy better than the professionals and the pros out there. So I had a a few of my clients took that on board and started writing their own copy um, in between, but uh, it was uh, got some fantastic results, but I think it was an overall with the conversion equation as well. So um, hopefully you've got some great insights and some aha moments out of the last few sessions. Uh, We're going to move into this week, which is um, the five key marketing components that will destroy your competition forever now this is um, a couple of um, a three-part presentation as well so we've broken it up on three parts just to sort of uh, get as much information in each uh, lesson as possible so you can absorb that and start implementing it into your business so um In this presentation, I'll teach you the five components and show you how they all work together to produce amazing financial results for your small business um, and you as an owner. Now, the owners that understand how to use them properly and use these guidelines covered in this presentation really, really quickly dominate their market. So that's what you want to do. You want to try and become a leader rather than a follower. um, These next lessons will really get you um, in that uh, frame of mind. Um so um let's get moving um each week i um i ask you to just think about three things which is obviously the um you know what's your um learnings this week what are you working on when you need some help but more specifically um i want you to think about the wins because um i think that's what really motivates us that's what really gets us going each each week and uh, you know when we have our bad moments right we then start to sort of take a couple of steps back and you know we start looking at the negativity that's around our business so i always try and bring the wins um, up forward uh, front of mind so at least then it's starting to motivate us and uh, when you're motivated and you're inspired you start learning a lot more you start helping uh, people a lot more and uh, I believe that uh, we help uh, we we do more for others than we do for ourselves so uh, this is all just a little bit of a um, a package that goes together to try and think about the wins so I mean what's been working for your business this week? Um, you know, I mean, have you had some good clients come on board? Have you helped somebody massively? I mean, it could be even your personal life. You know what I mean? You're getting a, um, a good vibe within your family life. You've been on holidays or you've been away or something like that. But something that's just going to um, inspire you today um, to get going. So obviously, just think about your wins. We'll also look at the lesson review, um, you know, things like um, what – uh, the last lesson has done uh, for not only my clients, but I'll, ex- um, I'll explain my little bit of uh, insights when I started going through um, writing my own copy, which was last week's lesson. Uh, I struggled a little bit to try and get that message um, in, a, in a concentrated way. So uh, I, that's pretty much the one. So we'll, we'll discuss that as we go forward. Um, I'll have a little bit of uh, time for some questions and answers Um, So you can really look at um, where we, uh, if you're having any challenges, any frustrations or anything that you need help with, please reach out. You can do it on this forum. You have that uh, private Facebook page as well that you can share your ideas, your challenges, ask for help, or really just share your wins, right? We'd love to see people succeed. Um, I love to see people um, in their business really go forward um, it's only just a process, it's only just a recipe. Once you get that recipe with the right ingredients, and the right method, no one, no one, and I mean, no one can really fail in business. I've just seen that in many of my clients, many people that I, I've worked with. So uh, if you have any challenges or frustrations, you need some help, please reach out. We're uh, just a phone call or a, a message away. I'll also look at the, the top um, insights um, of um, not only this lesson that we've just had, but the overall lessons, right? What we're learning from, um, uh, in our business, from a day-to-day point of view, I'll also talk about what's happening around um, the environment. So uh, things like the um, the pandemic that we have going through for the last couple of years, and we're going it's going to be hanging around for a little while. We have changes in buying habits. We have changes in um, people's buying decisions. So I just want to share those sort of things in this um, part of the um, program. And then we'll go on to the next lesson. I'll do a little bit of a review of the next lesson um, on what to expect. Um, As I said, this is a three-part series for this particular um, presentation. So I'll go into the next one, which is a little bit more of the psychology stuff. We'll do some examples or I'll I'll give an example in the video of a... um, of a business that's really um, enhanced all these five key components and put it into their business. So it's an actual case study and a real, um, a real good um, uh, sort of scenario to follow we will also look at uh, the announcements okay as I said last week I'm looking at doing some workshops uh, the next one is on the 16th of March Wednesday 16th of March which is business strategies that uh, that will work in your business but uh, it's really heavily around trying to keep you uh, bulletproof against the, um, the virus the coronavirus the Omicron virus coming through and the effect it's going to have on businesses out there so it's a very very good lesson that's on the 16th of March um, I'm I'm going to record that as well and put it on a um, little bit of a uh, probably on a Facebook page or a landing page something like that. So uh, if you can't if you do miss it, reach out for the um Uh, for the recording. So anyway, let's talk about your wins. Um, I had a client rearing up um, uh, or I had a coaching session with him this week. Um, He's following through with these uh, lessons with his group coaching program. Uh, He had really, um, he did have a copywriter that was um, writing for him for a little while, but I don't think there was, I think there was a little bit of a disconnect of what he was trying to sort of portray and what the copywriter was trying to do. So he, he did start writing his own copy uh he's got some really really good results from it um which um when we did analyze it yes the copy was good but i think it was more about the conversion equation so if you don't know about the conversion equation go back on the couple of last lessons it's the interrupt engage educate and offer so uh, if you don't have the interrupt which is a headline you they'll never read your copy so uh, i think it was a um, he got some great results from the whole overall process of uh, those um, four components so but his copy was actually getting a lot better um, he did write long copy so he has started to do a little bit of short copy and breaking it up a little bit which um, seems to resonate with his with his audience a lot better than long copy so um yeah look it's it's all about uh, test and measuring, right? Uh, finding out what your audience do do. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that love long copy. They love reading. You um, know, I mean, the, the essence of that is that there's got to be some value in that copy as well, okay? So you've got to keep them engaged. A lot of other audience just, you know, very time poor, so they just want to read something small, neat, and precise, but get the clear message through. That so, um, the key is um, you just got to trial and test your your market and uh, and see what resonates with them. And it could be a mixture of both. Sometimes it might be a long copy, sometimes it might just be a short copy. And I see a lot of the the marketing people do that. They might uh, run a couple of Uh, email campaigns with very, very short copy, and then there's a long copy. So, um, yeah, look, it's something that you can do in your business. Now, if you're not getting much interaction um, and you're not having, you know, any, any... sort of interaction or engagement with your ads, your emails, your your campaigns that you're doing, right? I suggest you just go back on the lessons that we've just learned. So things like the market dominating position, finding where you position with then leads on to your compelling message, which then gets you talking about um, the right things to the right people then you move into that persuasive marketing. And I think those three will really, really change the impact you have when you actually start putting your marketing um, out to the wider audience. Okay, so let's move on. Let's look at the lesson review for this week. Uh, this presentation um, will will focus on teaching you the five key marketing components that will destroy your competition. So I've hoped I hope that you've seen the first video. If you haven't, go back and watch it. Right, it is a very very powerful presentation. This one because it sets the foundations and base. Basis for um, these five marketing components. So you know it's it's a very very powerful lesson this week, um, because this presentation contains, as I said before, a tremendous amount of important concepts and um, and content. It is a three part presentation. So um, the first part will. Uh, We'll pretty much go on the five components. So we'll we'll, um, we'll go through the five components and I'll show you how they all work together to produce amazing financial results um, for your small business. But more, more importantly, as a business owner, if you understand how to use them, you can really dominate your market and become a leader. Then in part two, we'll look at the actual um marketing campaign as i said before we'll do a case. Um, i'll show you a case study that was implemented a couple of years ago and the marketing was based solely on the implementation of these five marketing components so there's going to be a little bit of a case study that you can uh, follow through and uh, see how you can implement that into your business part three um we'll go through your own um ad library so we'll go through the through the ad library and um and uh, the whole array of ads and those um, five components. Um, Now, the five key marketing components that will destroy your competition are also the five components that will establish your credibility with prospects. So um, before I go into that, right, I just want to explain a little bit about the e-learning system, right? Um, It has, um, as a business owner, right, it has massive... um, implementations for client attraction, right? It it helps you with bringing those clients on board. It helps you with lead generation and it it has a revenue-producing online marketing system, right, Um, that really, really will propel you into a whole new world okay so don't underestimate the e-learning system i've had a few clients come back and say look and then there's a lot of information on there don't know how is it really going to be relevant to me the answer is yes okay there's some powerful tools and resources in that that you can take so as i mentioned many times in the past that marking depends on your ability to establish trust okay it's that t- trust respect, and rapport. Now, you won't establish any of these if you can't convey the fact that you're credible. Now, the five marketing uh, key marketing components that will destroy your competition are also the five components that will establish this credibility with your prospects. The five components are the ignition code, drawing a line in the sand, using your powerful language, and social proof as well as evidence. so really um, you're going to um, if you've watched the video right this week, you'll understand what I'm talking about when we talk about the having the ignition code I and mean, when we used an example of uh, Jason statton in the uh, Transformer um, in there. So, um, you know, he had the power and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to release the power from your prospect and your, your client to you. So you actually hold the power, you hold the ignition code going forward so they can't do anything else. Then we move Move on to drawing in the sand and using powerful language social proof which you've probably heard before social proof is very very powerful but um in this video training we told you a story about the ignition code as i said and um if you haven't watched it go back and watch it because you need to go back and um and really watch that lesson thorough and through because that will be the foundation going forward now um okay um so in your business Do you really have an ignition code? That's what I want you to think about right now. Do you have an ignition code where you hold the power? It refers to really your market-dominating position. It means that no matter what you do, wherever your business or whatever you do in business, wherever you are, your competition can't touch you. You simply offer more value, right? We talk about value very often, but more value than anyone else in your industry. A prospect would be an absolute fool if they uh, brought what you sell from your competition. So, I mean, just think about um, that going forward where, you know, they'd be an absolute idiot to buy from anybody but you. That's where we were trying to head. So... Um, in essence, it's just having that ignition code, right? If you've got the power and you're putting it out there, people will be attracted to you, right, rather than your competition. So um, do you feel like that that's your business at this stage, right? Do you really have that power over your people? Can your prospects look you in the eye and say, um, you know, can that, that you're the only one I can do business with, okay, going forward? Right, you can, you know, you're the only one I can give money to, right? And um, really, um, you know, they, in essence, what we're trying to do, right, is to try to get you as a business owner, right, as a dominant force in your industry, okay. That's pretty much what, what it is. So when we look at it, um, you know, your, your prospects, your clients, right, they don't care what you do or, or where you've come from. If you've been in business 30 years and all those platitudes, they want results, okay? And what you're trying to do is those results are your ignition code because that's the power of giving them the results and that's why they're coming to you. Now, this transition um, that I mentioned earlier is, um, uh, comes into like drawing the uh, the line in the sand. Okay, now. Powerful language is the next one. So, I mean, if you've watched the video, you know that drawing the line in the sand, there's some things that you will do and you won't do. That all comes back to your market dominating position where you actually position yourself in the, in the market. Okay, So you might be, and I've, I've had this fairly often, this is why I'm bringing it up. I've had clients come back to me and say, well, I've had this client that wants me to do this, but I'm not comfortable with it. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. What I say to them is, well, pass them on to somebody that's an expert in that, right? Because you can't be everything to everybody, right? You want to have that niche. We talk about that niche, right? And then you start talking that powerful language around that niche. But drawing the line in the sand is you don't, you don't cross that line, right? Wherever that line is, you stick to it and you stand behind it. So you don't go over it. And I see many, many business owners failing in business because they're overstepping that line all the time, okay? But you're better off staying behind that line. This is what I do. This is how I help people. This is the results I get. And that's it. I don't do this. I don't do that uh, because there's other people that are experts in that and I can pass you on to them. So once you have the ignition code, um, you know, you, you really then can start drawing a line in the sand, Okay, because you know where you're where you're coming from, where you're helping people. Now, there's an old um, adage that you um, uh, sort of saying out there that you can't be everything to everyone. Okay, and that's absolutely a hundred percent true. You've just got to decide on what you want to be, who you want to serve, and then you've got to carve out that niche and forget about everyone else. So, what's your niche? What do you do? Who are you? Um, you need to decide what you want to be, and you've got to develop that niche and get rid of everything else. Now, when you do that, you're going to build a lot of credibility with what um, you know, with the with the small prospects that you you're actually bringing on board. But I mean, you've got to think of how small that is. It doesn't matter just as long as it's big enough to support what you're trying to accomplish financially. Because I have business um, uh, owners come to me and say, look, I've got a niche, right, but it's not a really big niche. And I say to them, well, is it a big enough niche to support your financial position? And when they look at it, they think, well, yeah, I probably only need to get between five and 10% of that niche, and it's going to give me a good financial return. So I say, great, fantastic. But then I have other people coming and when they identify that, they say, look, the niche is really, really small, right? Even with a 20, 30, and 50% um uh, in a, a market share of that niche, I'll probably still be struggling. So then I go back and say, well, you need to widen your niche, find another niche, widen that out there where there's a high concentration of people that's going to really um, support that financial um, or accomplish that financial goal that you're trying to do. So as long as it's big enough, to support what you're trying to accomplish, then it's a great niche. I just want you to think about that going forward. Now you must draw a line in the sand, as I said before. You've got to decide what you are versus what you are not. Okay, what do you stand for? Okay, I mean, what are you trying to achieve? What you know, I mean, what are you? Right. What are you? What is your business trying to achieve? I don't try to be all things to all people. It's about finding your prospect, the hot buttons, and and positioning yourself, or or really innovating your business to accomplish that, um, or get the results for those hot buttons. Now, what do I mean about hot buttons? I mean, which hot button are the most important to your customers? Now, we've spoken about this before, but it's a very, very relevant topic when we're talking about this lesson and the five components, right? Which hot button do you have a natural ability to serve which is going to resonate with your target market or your niche? Um, which ones do you excel at? I mean, which ones could you most easily innovate into your, into your business and you know, really get it out there. I mean, that's that's what we're trying to achieve by by this lesson um, in itself. So, um, what's your hottest hot button? Right, think about that. What's the hottest button that you can push that's going to resonate with your um, your your target market out there? But more importantly, which hot button could you really excel at? Right, what are you really really good at? You see. We want to create a position for you in your customer's mind. We want your prospects and your customers to look at you and say, okay, I get it. Here's what they do. So you must choose your prospects' hot buttons very carefully. Now, then you've got to draw in the line and don't overstep that line, as I said before. And that line represents what you're asking or what you're going to be known for, right, from your prospect's point of view. You're establishing your market-dominating position so um, you know. So let me ask you this. Right now, this very minute, what are you known for? I just want you to think about, if I went out to your prospects or your clients right now and asked them, what is so-and-so known for? What would they say? Is that um, if someone looked at your marketing collateral, for instance, or your website, and they've never heard of you before, They know nothing about you. Would it be obvious to them what you stand for? Or would your marketing look like everyone else um, in your competition out there? Is it full of platitudes and, you know, um, a lot of vagueness out there that attempts to be all things to all people? Just want you to start thinking about that. Okay. Bring out your marketing, right? Have a look at it and say, you know, what I mean, does it really have platitudes out there? Is it just very vague? Or does it really have a good positioning message out there? So when people see it, they know exactly what I do and how I can help them. You know, is the vagueness out there that brings us, um, you know, it brings us to a third component. um, which is powerful language. But, I mean, I I, I regularly look at my clients' marketing, right, and my prospects that are coming on board, their marketing, and they do have very vagueness. They don't really have a powerful um, message out there that really compels what they do. So I just want you to think about that. That's why I'm spending a little bit of time on it. But when we talk about um, using powerful language, it's when you speak with power. People believe you are powerful when you speak powerful language. Now, when you do speak with power, people are drawn to you. They're attracted to you. When you speak with power, your character and your competencies aren't questioned at all. When people talk with power, when people talk bold, when people talk with power, they tend to possess the power. They hold the power over everybody that's listening to them, right? You know, just look at the people that you look up to. I mean, if you're following some some gurus' um, podcasts or you're following them online, right? Look at their language, things like Tony Robbins. If you've ever followed Tony Robbins and you've looked at his, how he does his Dare to Destiny or his um, a lot of his presentations, you see that he talks with power, right? He controls the audience with the language he speaks. So think about, the, um, as I said, the great talkers of all time. I mean, we, we use an example of Muhammad Ali, right? Now, you probably know Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer, right, right? Um, but you will also know that he was a great talker, okay, right? He left his opponents, um, you know, with really um, fear in their, um, uh, in their voice when they left the, um, uh, the press conferences, for instance, okay, right? If you look at some of the press conferences Muhammad Ali had with his opponents before they fought, right, he had that very powerful language, and then when they interviewed his opponent, you could hear the fear in their voice, okay? So he actually popped that power across the room, right, before you even got into the ring. Now, think about, um, you know, other people that have had that same impression when talking to their audience, right? Um, you know, it might be, um, you know, people have come back and said, well, yeah, look, it might be intimidation, right? It might be a bit of um, uh, cocky or arrogancy, right? But in essence, what I'm talking about is standing for something, right? If you're really passionate about what you stand for, okay, it will come out in your language and it'll come out powerful. That's why I go back and I say to business owners, do you truly believe in your product and service? Okay, because if you don't believe that your service can help your prospects or your clients get results, it's going to come out in that language, so, I mean, just by believing in yourself, the language automatically become powerful. Then you start using some powerful words, which will in- enhance that. You know, Now, I'm ta- not talking about, um, you know, really being that cocky and arrogance and, and, and out there, right? It's, it's more about just being passionate about what you do and using that language around it. So when you speak with power, you can stand out from the crowd, why? Because no one else is doing it. okay If you look at people in your industry and see how they speak, right? it's maybe a little bit platitude. I'm you know I do this, I help people with this. I mean I can I can provide you with this. It's very, very you know very subdued, language. You've got to come out with passion. You've got to have that voice behind you. And using the right language will then definitely propel you above your competition, right? You'll then start becoming a leader rather than a follower. So let me give you the principles power um, principles behind power talk. Now, I'd encourage you to write these down. Okay, if you haven't done them before through the video, I suggest you write them down because then you will absorb them a lot more. Now, there are 11 of them. The first one is be specific. The more detail you convey, the more credible you become. Think of all the times you've you heard someone say that we provide the best customer service. And you know, to me, that's a very vague platitude that means nothing to most prospects. But suppose I'm a doctor. And in my ad, I say that we provide the best customer service in the medical community. But when you show up for your appointment, your wait time to see the doctor will be less than five minutes, guaranteed. Now, can you see the difference? That's very, very specific. The second one is acknowledge the concerns of your prospects. This goes back to the hot button issue that I mentioned before. Most people are extremely busy today, right? So visiting or visiting or um, going to the doctor and having to wait an hour or more to be seen is usually a major concern for most patients, right? It's a real hot button. So acknowledge that hot button issue right from the start. Number three is tell the story. Now, what do I mean by tell a story, right? Well, you only got to tell it when it's appropriate, okay? I see people telling stories that are really, really off-tangent. So you've got to tell the story when it's appropriate. And in this case, the story is the case you make to support your market-dominating position. So you back up your door, your market-dominating position, right, with a story. I'll show you an example of this, this one in just a moment, excuse me, in a moment, but I just want to work through these principles first number four is have a strong opinion right this one may be the most important point of them all i I believe right guess what people want when they go to buy something they want strong opinion they want your opinion don't think that you you're over um, jealous and over um, um, telling people examples or whatever they value your opinion Right. When you voice your strong opinion, you stand out from everybody else. But more importantly, right? When you understand what um, understand this in particular, when people go to buy something, they want confidence. They want that confidence that they're getting the best deal right now we've spoken about right that's um you know buying habits buying decisions people want the best deal this is where this particular um principle comes into into force which means that them you know when we talk about the best deal we talk about best value right value over price any day of the week so a strong opinion gives them the confidence that 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 um that that's what they want from you. So, I mean, they're asking for opinions to make that decision through that decision-making process. That's why the next principle on this list is tell it like it is. Don't mince words. Don't really beat around the bush. Just tell people what it is, what it's like, okay, because people can see right through when you start going on a little bit of a tangent. Right. You must use um, very um, precise words, very clear and concise words, and just tell it like it is. Moves into the sixth one, uh, the sixth principle, which is use plain English. Plain English simply means saying it the way people talk, Okay. Don't go outside the the borders and try and talk technical language. I see a lot of people talking technical language um, in their product and their services. It goes over people's heads. Just keep it very, very simple. Just talk simple English. Stop trying to write Shakespeare and write just like, um, you know, uh, the people do. I see a lot of letters out there um, ending with regards and uh, kindly regards I mean, people don't resonate with that anymore. Just speak and talk and write like you're just talking to somebody or just like speaking to your best friend. People will resonate with that because that's why the prospects like to communicate. So you've got to understand, you got to get into their, their mind and see how they communicate, and that's how they do it. They just want plain English, they just want that conversation. So when you go outside that and start using some technical terms or some language that is not resonating with people, you lose them very, very quickly. So um, at this point, right, I just want to emphasise that, you know, just use plain English. Keep it simple. You know, it's the keep it simple rule. Rule. Number 7 is elevate the attitude speak with passion and conviction okay as i said your your powerful language will come through when you have that conviction and you have that passion about what you do if you truly believe that you can help your prospects Um, with something right with their hot buttons the challenges or frustrations they're having right if you truly believe you can help them with your product and service that will come out with the conversation with the um with the language that you're talking so um you know in the video we um um, we had an assignment or something for you to do, and that was to watch those legal shows. You know, what I mean the NCISs, which is you know not so much legal, but there's a little bit of legal in there. I mean, look at those legal shows where you see the, the attorneys and the lawyers get up there and they're putting their case across. Okay, look at their language. They they talk with with conviction and they talk with passion. Okay, they don't you know beat around the bush. They don't. I mean, they tell it what it's what it's like. They use plain English, okay? So the jurors and the people around there can really get um, to know what the the true case is about. So, you know... um, it's all around having the passion, right? Um, I can't say this enough. I see a lot of business owners out there and they say, I can't, I don't understand why my business is not going right. And when I'm talking to them, they don't have that passion about their business, okay? They don't really, um, you know... Love their business, if you want to put it that way. You need to love what you do, right? Because if you don't, it will come out on everything. Even when you pick up the phone and talk to somebody, it might not be your body language or or anything. Even when you're talking over the phone, if you don't have that passion, that conviction, it won't come across. So just think about that going. You need to elevate the attitude that you've got. Um, So number eight or the principle eight is become your customer's best Advocate, by providing them with general advice. This is how we talk powerful. Become your customer's advocate in the industry. Tell them the things they need to know. Now, you'll understand what I'm talking about if you've seen the, the video, um, you know, where we talk about the um, uh, the vacuum salesman coming with conviction, being that advocate and really drawing the line in the sand, not dropping. Uh, going over that with the the Dyson scenario. But especially what you should know that no one else is telling them, right, is where you should be around. So give them the impression that you're here to help them and make the best decision. That's where we're talking about becoming your customer's best advocate, okay? Because that's what they're looking for. Number nine, we go into confidence is not being cocky. So I mean, people come back and say, "Yeah, look, I feel when I do this, I'm feeling that I'm I'm really uh, I'm coming out cocky and arrogant, right?" Now, back in the late '90s, right, you would see that the broadcasters and the announcers and um, all that had a had a certain flair around them. So, I mean, in the video we spoke about the interview with Tiger Woods, where he really stated right, that, um, that he, he had his game in sync, and when he did, no one could really beat him, right? So when you look at, you know, past broadcasters when they're interviewing somebody, look at the person they're interviewing and how they come across, okay? What language do they use to really get that impression that it's, they're not cocky, but it's the facts, right? And in Tiger Woods' case right? I'm in sync with my game and no one can beat me on the the, the golfing um, field, right? So he came with conviction out there. Now, that's not cocky. That is a statement of fact, okay? If you want to have a look, go back and look at some of the interviews and you'll see what I'm talking about, right? He's not cocky. He doesn't come across that he's better than everybody else. He just says, right, I'm a good golf golf player, I'm in sync with the golf club and the ball and no one around me can come anywhere close. Uh, Really, that's a fact. So I just want you to think about that going forward, right, right, in your language that you're doing, right, Um, getting out there, right, it comes with confidence, it's not necessarily um, comes uh, from a, a cocky or an arrogant point of view. Principle number 10, find and use powerful words and juicy words. And I use, I love that word, juicy words, because it gives that, you know, that good emotional side to it. A juicy word is something that brings out a powerful mental image on the mental canvas of the listener. So I mean, like if I if I say really got a juicy um orange here you, it, it then gives you a mental picture of a really really juicy orange out there for instance so it really gives that mental um uh sort of um mental picture to the listener or the reader or the viewer whatever the case might be That there's something that's you know um that that really gives them a mental visual picture of what you're doing. So that's what we talk about when we talk about juicy words. Now that's something that's hard to teach, but it's easy to look at examples and say. So um, what are just juicy words? You I mean, and how can you really, you know, introduce them into your particular business? That's what I want to try and want want you to try and think about. So um, you know, think about juicy words that are really going to um, uh, interact or um, inspire your prospects to take action. Now you can try to insert some juicy words with powerful words into your marketing as well, right? So they go hand in hand. Juicy words, powerful words, really resonate with your um, with your prospects and it's going to get them to take action. So powerful words and juicy words—that what what I want you to think about going forward. The final last last one is concede faults or any downside that may be in your business. Okay. I see a lot of people that don't um, communicate um, the, the failures or the downturns or the failures that they've had in their business, okay? This is what resonates with people. I always, I mean, I've had I've had a lot of businesses and I'm quite happy to say that, you know, um, not, you know, I'm happy for myself, but for other people to say that I've had a couple of failed businesses as well, but I've learned more from those sales, failed businesses than I have from the successful businesses, right? So when I'm talking to prospects about growing their business, right, I say I've had two failed businesses and I'd love to share, um, you know, why those businesses have failed, okay? So that's going to resonate with pe- people that are going into business or running business because they want to know, right, what they really want to know is the why why businesses fail, not necessarily why businesses um you know, are, are successful. So it's always that negative side of it. So don't be afraid not to share the faults within your business. People want to know that and you come through as sincere, honest, and then you get that respect and you really get that credibility out there. So um, I don't know about telling prospects that I have certain faults, as I said before, but I don't want to look bad, right, because I've got clients come to me and say, look, I don't want to, I don't want to tell them all my faults because I look bad right? The truth be told is that some faults will help you, right, um, really communicate better with your prospects. It actually gives you credibility when you admit that you're not the best in certain situations. We're all not 100%. Okay. Right. We all have four flaws. We always make mistakes. I mean, as as humans, we always make mistakes as long as you can learn from those mistakes, right? It comes there. So when people come out and say, I'm perfect, I don't make any mistakes, I'm 100% perfect, right? People see right through that. Okay. So you lose all that credibility and that respect when you come across that way. So, I mean, come out, right? Be honest, be transparent. People love that. Okay. From it. Now, um, you know, think about this. If you draw the line in the sand, right, and, um, you know, you, you draw the line in the sand, which is you're not going across that, right, but you're looking at your faults, right, through it, okay, you're then starting to look at your niche, right, and you're starting to look at what's going through their mind, right? I always say try and get into your prospect's mind and, you know, try and think about what they're thinking going through the, um, you know, in that buying decision process, right? But, you know, when we when we talk about our faults, we're then starting to resonate with them at a subconscious level and you're building that credibility, that rapport and that respect at a subconscious level. So that's where I'm coming across with, you know, with the conversation on where you've come from. And if you've made any failures, you know, I mean, any where you've come from, you might've got a product that just wasn't right, right? So you've improved that You tell people that. I mean, the first prototype or the first product I got from um, around this really didn't work, so I had to go back to the drawing board, or I had to find a new supplier. Right? It's it's a journey that you need to be sharing with people. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay, Um, we'll move on. Right? The powerful combination of the ignition code, drawing the line in the sand, powerful talk, social proof, and evidence will eventually win out. Um, completely, especially when you consider that in most or, or in in most or all cases, the competition is not doing this at all, right? Not anything really close to it at all. So these five marketing components. Right, will really, really set you apart from your competition and, as I say, will destroy your competition right through it. You'll be, actually become a leader in what you do. Use these guidelines covered in this presentation and you will quickly dominate your market. So now that you have really know the fundamentals involved in this, in our second part of this presentation, as I mentioned before, I'll show you an actual marketing campaign that was developed for a box manufacturer right, and how their campaign campaign followed this exact same formula. This will begin to increase your own marketing knowledge when it comes to effective and compelling marketing and advertising, and it will help you to understand why our ads produce real bottom line results versus the, the other ads out there that you see and hear in print or on radio or TV, right, these days that just don't do the job. Our job is to provide you with the world-class marketing campaigns that will separate you from your competition. So with these strategies and these actions, right, you'll um, you'll be obvious choice to anybody out there that buying from you is the only choice. Okay, buying from somebody else is going to be a mistake. So follow these guidelines, follow these actions, follow these principles, and you can't go wrong and you will start seeing some results straight away. So just to recap, ignition code, drawing the line in the sand, powerful talk, having some social proof and some evidence. All right, so hopefully that resonates with you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and I'll be able to help you. So I've had a question here about... Um, Pretty much um, the the social proof. Now, um, yeah, Ben, social proof is very very powerful. I say that because people um, look at others for inspiration on their. Dis- decision-making process so if just think about when you go and buy something or you're looking um i don't know for a new bed for instance okay if you're looking at upgrading your bed right the first thing you do is you you actually look for um well we actually look for who's got a special out there because that's how we've been conditioned about right but we ask the people around us our family our friends the, the close people around us right and you say looking at buying a new bed right have you you know i mean do you know where i could buy a good bed for instance and i say that because one of my friends has just reached out to me and said you know i'm looking at buying a new bed right and i've referred them to where we bought our bed a few years ago okay right buying a new car for instance if you're looking at buying a new car you always ask people around you looking at buying a new car what do you recommend is there good stuff out there and whatever so you always ask for for pretty much recommendations and you know online it's social proof Okay, It's people that have used the product, used the service, and put in that testimonial, right? Okay, That becomes social proof that people look at and use it as a buying decision process. <laughs> Excuse me. So, yes, yeah, social proof is very, very powerful, but I think evidence overrides that as well, okay? Social proof is just part of it, but if you can give some um, factual evidence... That it works, right? So, you know what I mean, yes, social proof and evidence going hand by hand. So, you might see a lot of the advertising out there, um, advertising for um, online courses, for instance. You'll always see afterwards there's people that have gone through the course. They've um, uh, there's a video of, the, uh, of them going through the course, what they've uh, the results they've got, and the outcome. Okay, so that comes out with the social proof, that there's actually evidence that this. Course actually works for that particular person, right? Through it, so yes, I think social proof and evidence are very, very good. I've also got a uh, a question here around the ignition code. Um, uh, Rhonda says, "Okay, so Rhonda, yes, what Rhonda's asking is: is the ignition code? Do you have to come up with a particular?" Um, like um a powerful message right well the answer is yes in your case it could be a powerful message it's what you communicate out there that gives you the power over somebody else okay so i mean in the video with the uh transporter um and jason jason uh, stratham uh example right he had the power because he had the code right without the code they weren't going anywhere in the car right so in your situation, in your business, right, okay, what is your ignition code? What is the power you have, right, that people have got to be driving through to you? So, right, um, I have a, um, a, priority, um, uh, a software program, right, that um, I use, um, and it's very, very powerful, right, but no one around me in my competition has it. Okay, which means that if people want it, they need to come to me, I have the power, right, to to use that software, I have the power to, to put that across to people. So, you know, people are gravitating to me, away from my competition, because I've got a particular software program that will help them. So I just want you to think about in your business, what have you got? What's that powerful ignition code, that powerful um, thing that you've got that people are going to be attracted to you over your competition? So hopefully that uh, answers your question. We can uh, take this offline if you like, because I know you're going through a, a few challenges trying to, um, to get that little bit of a uniqueness in there more than anything. So let's, let's reach out and uh, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Cause I'm very powerful, um, uh, very uh, conscious of time, but um, my top insights from this particular course this week or this lesson, which is the the, the five components, right. Is um, as I said, get that ignition code. Okay. If you don't have, Um, something that's powerful in your business over everybody else, right? You're actually just, you know, following your competition, right? It's that uniqueness. You can look at it as a competitive edge. What is that competitive edge that no one else has out there, right? That's the power in your business, okay? So I just want you to think about that. The other thing is drawing the line in the sand, right, okay? I was, um, when I started and I started doing my business, I was everything to everybody, Okay. and what I found is somebody came and said, "Look, I, I need to you need you to write a business plan for me." I was writing a business plan. If Somebody came and said, "I need a um, you know a marketing campaign." I'd do their marketing campaign, right? I'd then go and I'd, I'd start looking at team development. I'd do team training, and I was all over the place. Even to um, you know things that I would go in and actually be a consultant. I'd start doing the things for them as well. So. I thought, no, nah, it's just too much. I was I was a generalist rather than a specialist, okay? So I drew a long line in the sand and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. These are the results I'm going to get, right, and that's what I'm going to concentrate on. And I started um, sort of so people rang up and said, you know, can you write a business plan? I'm looking for a business plan. I can, um, you know, submit to the bank for some financial um, loans or anything. I used to just pass them on to a... Um, Um, a friend of mine that actually specialises in in that, you know, writing business plans for for loans for businesses. So I used to start passing them on rather than me trying to do them. So I just, I mean, that's a very, very big um, insight for me. Very early on, draw a line in the sand, right, and think of what you you stand for, what you enjoy doing, right, and and where you fit into the market, which comes back to your market-dominant position. I mean, where you position in your market, and then you'll find out where that line in the sand is, right, and you won't won't overstep it. So those are pretty much the top insights um, from me, right, is um, obviously having that power, getting that ignition code, and drawing the line in the sand, Okay. Powerful messaging is also a big one, right? Very, very easy to do, right? When you start getting into that niche, finding out around that industry, what language they talk, right? Get some juicy words in there and people are going to start resonating to you. Okay, so in our next lesson, right? um, As I said, this is a five-part series. So the next one is part two, Right, where we will, um, I'll show you the actual marketing campaign that was implemented um, a few years ago now, where the marketing was basically solely um, based on. Implementation of these five marketing components so it's broken down step by step and you'll see it in this um, in this example. And you'll be able to see for yourself how right these components work together and how they can work in your business, but more importantly, how it, it fits into creating a market dominating advertising campaign. Okay now. You'll use the guidelines in not only the lesson this week, but the lesson next week and the week after, right, that um, will really set you apart from your competition, right, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put you into a position where you're setting yourself apart from your competition. And when you do that, right, you're not competing on price, which is the biggest challenge. I see a lot of businesses, owners out there. They're competing on price, okay? They're not competing on value. Right, but when you start putting these five components in place, right, you then start adding some value to your marketing out there. So people look at the value rather than the price. Okay, and when they look at value, they think um, they look at the best deal, right, for the price they're paying. But also that credibility, that rapport, that reputation that you're trying to build, which is going to sort of flow out into referrals, into you know word of mouth right, and all those free advertising marketing campaigns that you can go out there. Also, I've seen um, one of my clients when they've gone through these marketing components, right, they're then setting themselves apart. They've they've really attracted some some good PR, some public relations firms come on them, right, to interview them or to get some articles in their magazines as well because they're setting themselves apart from their competition and they're attracting that, that differentiation, right, out there. So, I mean, free advertising is all around the, the PR, the public relations when, you know, the media or your local paper picks up uh, something that you're doing in your business. Okay. But more importantly, it's about the referrals, right? Um, you know, people that you've already worked for uh, or worked with you, I should say, have um, uh, going out there and being an, uh, an advocate for you and really, um, you know, um, putting you on a pedestal. Right and uh, and referring you to the people that they know. Okay, that's where we want to get to. I mean, having those raving fans out there, and I think this lesson really, really propel you um, into that motion to get there. So, um, announcements. As I said before, I've got a, um, a workshop coming up on the Wednesday, the sixteenth of March, nine uh, nine to eleven o'clock. Right, it's a morning T1 two-hour session. It's about business strategies. I break down um, why businesses fail. Right, so um, a little bit of the cycle of business. And I've got some strategies that will help you bulletproof your business right against the uh, the COVID restrictions or the the mandates that that might be imposed over the next couple of months. So hopefully you'll you'll join me for that. Um, if you want the link, just go to my Facebook page or reach out, uh, send me a message, a text message, and I'll send you through the link to, um, uh, to enrol for that. It is a free event, so it won't cost you anything. So come have some coffee, have some morning tea and learn some valuable information through that lesson. As I said, Wednesday the 16th of March, um, put it into your diary to attend. It will definitely change the, um, the way that you look at your business right? and it will it'll, um, really in, invite you to know things that you don't know right now. Okay, so you'll, uh, you'll learn a lot, right? And, uh, you know, it, more than anything, um, I believe that what you need to be doing is to find some strategies, find some actions and things that you do right now that's really going to bulletproof you, your business so you pop out the other side um, a lot better, a lot profitable, a lot more um, productive and efficient. So, guys, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate the time. Um, I'll leave you with a motivational quote, and that is work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Okay, it's a Jim Rohn quote, love Jim Rohn. But, um, I truly believe that if you become better, your business will come better. So this is what all these lessons are about, is to make you a better business owner. right? Um, so then your business is, is better and then you can serve your, your prospects, your clients and your customers a lot better as well. So work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Thanks for joining me and um, we'll catch up next week. Talk soon. You have been listening to The Edge, recipe for business success podcast with Paul Duncan. Using Paul's CEC marketing equation formula guarantees to transform and grow your business to a level that others only dream about. Check it out at paulduncan.com.au and join our Facebook group. The Edge, recipe for success. Until next time, happy cooking and to your success.